Mean America. This is The Daily Answer. And I'm your host, Mark. So, you know, the Christian can have confidence that the same God who created the universe also created our minds or mental capacities. Thus, we can have confidence that our minds actually can arrive at the truth. In fact, that's pretty much the basis of, of science. That is, the early scientists were believers, and the early scientists approached the universe as a product made by an all-wise God, and therefore, we should be able to understand at least some of it, right? It, it's not just this random mindless process that is always changing, but an all-wise God who is a lawgiver, who is a designer, who is an architect, who's orderly, who is like a mathematician, uh, put it all together, and therefore, there would be profit in studying it. And you might say in Genesis 1.28, the command to have dominion is actually a command to study the universe, to kind of find some of the secrets of the universe so that we can make our lives here. A little bit, e- little bit easier. That is what we can extract medicine from plants, you know, and just things like that. We can harness energy. Um, we can improve our abodes. We can create products out of the raw materials that are on the earth. We can kind of take different fruits and vegetables or grains and we can, you know, tweak them a little bit, maybe come up with something that's a little bit more drought resistant. Okay. All of what that would fit into the category of have dominion. But if everything evolved by mindless chance, then there is no guarantee that we are even even making sense right now to one another. Evolutionists argue that ideas arise in the human brain by chance, just like new life forms in nature. And the ideas that stick around become firm convictions or beliefs. And they stick around because they give us an advantage in the struggle for existence. Thus, in evolutionary thinking, all beliefs are nothing but mental survival strategies to be judged in terms of their practical success. If it appears to give us an advantage to survive or get ahead of the next person, then it is true. An idea is true only so long as it is materially profitable to our lives. Well, of course, that's an incredibly sad way of looking at life and reality and all convictions because well such means that all firm beliefs for anyone believer or atheist are rooted in nothing more than personal selfishness even the most unselfish looking act was actually done from the motivation of personal survival not every one married for love they married for survival personal advantage and so on The people out there that give their lives for different humanitarian causes, um, they did it to push their own agenda. It was not, and and in in a sense, in looking at this, you would say, truly, there has never been an unselfish act. Because it's all about us surviving. It's all about us getting ahead of the next person. Yet. Observant people have noted that actual truth does not always work in the short term. For example, Jesus noted that the way to life is narrow, Matthew 7, 13-14. Many people will feel that it is not working for them, and so they will opt out of it. 
He also noted in Matthew 5, 12, that we will be persecuted, that if you do what is right, you will get pushback. Well, that's not going to work for you. And basically, that theme is throughout the Bible. They persecuted the prophets in the Old Testament. Jesus, in fact, challenged the Pharisees. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? We find Jesus warning about persecution in Matthew 5, 10 through 12. The apostle Paul warns about it in Acts 14, 20. And in 2 Timothy 3, about verse 12, that all who did the desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Truth often brings opposition, which from a merely human point of view does not seem to be working. In fact, there's a number of things like that. At any given moment, honesty may not work. That is, keep you out of momentary trouble. And unselfishness might not work. And diligence at the moment may not work. And patience at the moment may not work. And putting others first at the moment may not appear to work from a human perspective. Added to that, many truths will not feel good when you first encounter them. Proverbs 16.25, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. Sometimes it's the way that, like, well, that's going to be a lot of trouble, but that's the way you need to go. A number of truths simply require extra effort on your part. The average person on the planet today probably chooses their belief or convictions based on what appears to meet their needs or affirms them. Or a lot of people will talk about, well, what's working for them or what works for you. This is the way in which many people in America select their churches or their other causes. One writer said, I was recently chatting with a Christian who is very active in her church. But when the topic turned to a mutual friend who is not a believer, her response was, well, whatever works for you. Of course, there's a grave problem with choosing a religion according to whatever works for you. Namely, we cannot know whether it is really true or just a projection of our own temporary needs. Not only that, but it may stop working at any moment. Remember, truths do not always appear to work at the moment. And beliefs that appear to be working at the moment, that is, they make you feel better right now, are by no means true. You know, at the moment that you practice certain things in the Bible, like honesty, purity, uh, Joseph, Joseph uh, rejecting the offers of Potiphar's wife, from a human perspective, didn't seem to work at all for him because he ends up falsely accused and imprisoned for a couple of years. But in the long range picture, it's the truth. I mean, Daniel continues to pray and, end up, and ends up being thrown in the lion's den. You know, at that moment, it does not appear that that was working. So you really, really have to be very careful about when you say, well, that's not working for me. Okay, what do you mean by that? Do you mean it's not making you feel better at the moment? Doesn't allow you to kind of cater to your unselfishness? Are you meaning that it's requiring more of you, like more responsibility? 
that's a trouble of kind of axing God out of the picture is that there's no way to objectively look back or look ahead and really know, well, what does work? Because all you're seeing is the moment. Of course, one of the major weaknesses or hypocrisies with the idea that our brain just evolved by chance or that our ideas just evolved as survival strategies is that the experts who write books pushing evolution or an atheist agenda do not believe that their ideas just evolved by chance or that their ideas are just selfish survival mechanisms. Which means that if all ideas are products of evolution, and that's not really true, but only useful for survival, then evolution itself is not true. And that's why should the rest of us pay any attention to it. In addition, the theory that I've mentioned, if accepted, simply turns all of us into selfish, cynical people. If all ideas and beliefs or convictions are survival strategies, that's all they are, then the only reason you, anywhere, anyone else, the experts, the scientists, or the government is telling me that I need to do something or stop doing something is because it personally benefits them. Man, that's pretty sick, cynical. And I'm not going to buy into that. Rather, there is objective truth out there. I think most people know that. I think most people know that there are things that are true, whether they believe it or not. Those are just absolute truths that right and wrong do exist. The Holocaust forces us to accept that, you know, is that evil? Well, yeah. Okay. Is it absolute evil? Yeah. Okay. Then there's absolute good because you can't have absolute evil without absolute good. Is it wrong just because we feel it's wrong? No. Is it wrong because 51% of the public says it's wrong? No. Is it wrong just in a certain time or place? No, it's always wrong. Okay, that's an absolute timeless truth. All right, not only that, but that's not a truth that arises from man. Okay, that comes from somewhere outside of us. And not only that, but there are people, there are people that live in such a way that you might say it runs counter to their own protection. The early Christians, the early Christians faced a lot of perse persecution for what they believe and many of them lost their lives in spreading the truth, spreading the gospel. In many cases that cut their life short. Why did they do that? If everything we do just kind of goes back to a survival mechanism, well, that was not true of the early Christians. It's not true of John the Baptist. It is not true of Jesus. It's not true of many godly people of the past that actually of doing the right thing ran counter to survival, ran counter to their survival instinct. 
honesty fits in that category. There are many times that you're tempted to lie because you want to protect yourself. You don't want to get in trouble. But you tell the truth because you couldn't live with yourself if you didn't tell the truth. Again, that goes against this just sort of survival mechanism. The other thing that this misses is that there's more there's more to survival than just the physical. And I think that's where people are missing something too. Mankind, my, mankind's not a dummy. Mankind can realize at times that you can, yeah, you can hold on to something to save your own skin, okay? But what did they say? The coward dies a thousand deaths? Yeah, you may lie or whatever. You may do something like, hey, I'm going to save my own skin and save myself. But you got to live with you. And there's a number of people that are smart enough to realize that your survival is not, your survival is not necessarily just getting ahead or remaining popular. Okay. Usually people that do that have a horrible track record in history. You know, the people that just kind of tried to stay in good graces with the powers that be and lied and manipulated and did whatever they could just to, you know, keep in power. A lot of times those people don't last long. Human history is filled with people that were smart enough to realize that their genuine survival, that, that includes your mental survival and emotional survival, not only your physical and also your spiritual eternal survival are, are different things. Yeah, saving, and, and Jesus talked about that. He that would save his own life will lose it. The person says, me first, save my own skin. Yeah, you're, you're just asking for emotional, mental problems, guilt, anxiety, depression in the future, that you're just bringing it on yourself. You are not going to survive if you go down that path. But if you put God first and others first and you put truth first, then you suffer now a little bit. Okay, but you can live with yourself and you get stronger and you maintain your integrity and you and you you maintain your mental, emotional, and spiritual wholeness. Yeah, you're not a divided person now. That's real, genuine survival in the true. And, and it's not, survival is the wrong word. It's thriving. It's growth. The goal in life is not simply to survive. That, that's a horrible goal. Just survive. Just exist. Yeah, that's not good. The goal is to thrive. As the book of Revelation say of Christians, see that overcomes. God wants us to thrive, not just survive. If you want to just survive, keep listening to the voices you're listening to, if that's what they're telling you. If you want to thrive, stop listening to them. Stop listening to the people that are making you weak. This is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. See you in the funny papers.